if it was illegal to say stupid things into a microphone. Why must you be so stupid? These guys would be doing life without parole. Hey, everybody, we're back from prison. Why do we keep encouraging this kind of behavior? It's the Breaking the Ice podcast with Josh Dolan. You know, we could, like, go to jail for this. Along with Mike Shue and Isaiah Moskahanna Bonsa Mana Blitz Boskowitz. Whatever the hell his name is. It doesn't have a, hey, how's it going? Hey, AJ. Hey, how's it going, guys? How's it going? Good. How are you, man? Awesome, man. Doing well. Doing well. Thanks for having me. No Thank problem. Thank you for Thank coming you. on. I know. I, I'm guessing you're probably super busy these days. <laughs> yeah. It's I mean, been, you, got uh, the, you, you got the gym, but the doc probably blew things up, right? Yeah, it's been it's been insanity. But, you know, you just got to ride the wave. And, you know, the whole thing's been super humbling. So it's uh, it's it's a pleasure to, you know, talk and meet with people. Yeah, it seems like you've done like every podcast on the planet except for <laughs> Joe Rogan. Are you getting sick of yeah. talking about this stuff? <laughs> Well, you know what? I kind of did it to myself because when I was on the Chicklets interview, I made I made the mis well, I don't call it a mistake. I, I said that I'll talk to anyone really. You know what I mean? And then from that point on, it was kind of like I, I was getting requests of, but you know, you gotta back up the talk. So I, I said I would do it. So, you know, you gotta do what you gotta do. Oh, I didn't even hear that. I was just surprised you got back to me. Was <laughs> no, <I mean>, yeah. <laughs> and I, I was I was reading that it you almost didn't even you you kind of didn't want to do this documentary that no. at first you just didn't even want to talk about it anymore right no you know it's it's one of those things you know between some personal feelings about some stuff that went on around that time and you know some of the after effects <sighs> you know and all that other stuff you know what i mean it was it was it was uh something i wasn't 100% certain you know we we really wanted to do but, um, you know, we, we, we ended up, we ended up deciding that, you know, we, we just wanted to do it. And, uh, you know, here we are. Now, the, to me, it was kind of like, let's set the record straight about the trashers and what went on. Was there, was there anything in the documentary? I mean, did, did, did these guys do it right? Or was there something at the, with the end product that you didn't agree with, or you thought that they got wrong? No, I got to tell you, I was, I was like, I mean, I got really close with the Way brothers who were the producers of this thing. And um, we've actually become friends. And, you know, they're both younger than me, not by much, but um, they were super fair. Um, it was, a, I thought it was a very balanced um, documentary, to be honest with you. Um, I thought it was great. And, and the accuracy was kind of eerie because, you know, sometimes with docs, there's some embellishments here and there, but um Truthfully, I think that just makes the story that much crazier. It was um, very, very accurate, which is crazy to say, really. What part of the story do you think was a little bit wrong, like too far? Um, you know, honestly, there really wasn't much wrong. I mean, it just when I say like, it's probably like 98% accurate. I mean, there's little nit picky things that I, that only probably I would notice, you know what I mean? Right. But honestly, it was, um, it was beyond accurate. And, and that's why I think it's, um, that's truthfully why um, I think so many people have liked this story because it's, it's authentic. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't fabricate, you know, it wasn't 
fabricated or you know anything like that it was just it was what we were doing it was what we were about when the players talked about bags of money being dropped on the floor like like yeah i see you laughing well like literally when players were like wait a second they had to go to their wives and say we're getting paid in fucking cash so we can keep getting that unemployment check too i mean look 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 out after the nhl lockout the year and what was the guy's name from the the devils yeah yeah so he had to have looked at his wife and said yeah so the nhl is all fucked up and um uh these guys are paying in cash like that's legit right that's how you that's how you rolled allegedly you know i didn't Ah! you know i uh you know listen here's the way i describe it you know i was the starting pitcher you know what I mean? My dad was the closer. However, he however he he closed the game out is how he closed it. <laughs> and uh, my job was just to kind of set the table. Good, good. And you set the table too, man. That was a great documentary. No, I appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, it was um, you know, and again, the producer, you know, how he kind of talked me into it is, you know, and I don't know, I just believed him. He's like, listen you know, we're going to knock this out of the park. If you let us, um, you know, we really want to do this project. And, um, you know, I don't know. I just, again, it, it felt real. It felt authentic. They, you know, it, you know, they filmed, they started filming. I mean, they spoke to me originally the end of 2018, they were filming in the summer of 2019. So you're talking, you know, this has been a multi-year pro- uh, product a project, excuse me. And, um, they've been straight with me from day one, you know, they would always keep me posted. They would, um, they, 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 they made me, you know, even though I didn't have anything to do with editing or anything, they made me feel part of the project. And in the past, especially as a kid, um, you know, it's, it's kind of like they would get to me to really get to the story with my dad and stuff like that. So it was, I thought they were, they, they did an amazing job. You know, you know what's amazing is the amount of, uh, a video there was from the time like you were I mean it seemed like you were you and your family and everybody was on camera constantly did you or did you have like so, like a friend or a buddy or someone that actually worked for you with a camera all the time it seemed like you just like in goon. everything yeah. <laughs> right <laughs> well no I, I I gotta tell you and um, I'm looking at the box now where they are I literally have tape from my birth like 1986 to like present you know what i mean my mom always had the home video camera um holidays missile you know every school thing so that's that was legit oh yeah oh yeah i mean i'm i'm literally looking at a box over there i'm in my living room i'm the keeper of the the tapes because i kind of the vhs tapes yeah well we we were lucky we we couldn't you know i'm getting old there's been a few different conversions it went from vhs tapes to like those little mini ones to dvds now everything's like usb it's crazy and uh it's all living on youtube now exactly so you know i I was but you know what i I, you know maybe about nine ten years old i started personally getting interested you know i would take the camera you know, I'd be that annoying little kid at like Christmas, putting the camera in your face and this I was and that. the same way. And I just, I just loved, I just loved, um, I just loved the camera. You know, I loved taking video and, 
you know, as I get older, I mean, I'm 35 now. I mean, it's, it's great. You know, I kind of have a tradition, like what we do is, you know, we take home video miscellaneous stuff throughout the year. And then on new year's day, we kind of watch like the past year, like different stuff, Christmas, you know, so it's, it's, it makes a cool little thing. And, um, you know, not a lot of people, you know, I, I, I was telling my wife, cause she's got everything on her phone. I said, you know, you, you trust this cloud or whatever you call it. I said, <laughs> you know, I was like, let's just, you know, the cloud evaporates. You got nothing. You know what I mean? So let's go like, back you know, to old school VHS motherfuckers and pictures too. Cause I was just thinking, cause I just had a baby five months ago and I was just like, my parents have photo albums. And I was like, if the yeah. internet goes away, I have nothing right from my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> you know the crazy thing is, is, is literally like when the power goes out, all of a sudden you're like, "Now My what?" World is gone. What the fuck? <laughs> this is all. Do very I not have documentary? I'm da- 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 <laughs> download the app on your phone. It's called Free Prints. You get like mm. eighty nine. You know, you pay for shipping, but you get like eighty nine free pictures a month, and that's what I do every month. I just print them off the phone. Um, you, you try to buy. But I've always had that background with like physical photos. And I mean, forget it. The amount of photos we have. Um, same thing. My mom had albums, boxes, you know, the it's it's uh where did Kodak go? I mean, give me a fucking break. Let's go. Bring that shit back. Yeah, I know. It's 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 <laughs> it's crazy to me. I want to say I- one thing to you, AJ. Go ahead, go ahead, Josh. I have one thing I want to say to, that's going to get him going. Go ahead. No, I was I was just going to say my favorite part of you capturing all that on those tapes were your wardrobe back then. Like that just transferred oh, me God. right back to middle school and high school. <laughs> yeah. I was like, Dude, oh, yeah. you were like the fucking you were you were you were the fucking Eminem Junior. <laughs> well, the funny thing is, and people don't believe me, I never liked Eminem. I don't oh. like Eminem. <laughs> I never like people were always like, oh, you try to be like, I'm like, I do not. You ask anyone close to me. I never liked Eminem. I don't like his little squealy voice. I don't like anything. You know what I mean? You're but, like, I'm you know, age. I'm AJ. Fuck you. <laughs> no, but you know what it was? I, I swear it, it looking back, it's, it's horrifying, but that's how everyone was back then. Yeah. It, 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 yeah. I mean, everybody was fucking, uh, you know, like yeah, I, crazy. yeah, because I, I remember my parents being like, "Your your clothes are too baggy." But then I was like, I didn't know how baggy it was. I'm like, "Oh, no. this is for a large man." Unlike my it's, 600 pound life, like. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I I used to wear like, like three XL jerseys with like a four X white <laughs> tee underneath. I mean, it's ridiculous, uh, but that's just how it was. And now the kids, I I make fun of them at my gym. They wear every, you know, they make. They've been busting my chops about how I used to dress. And I'm like, well, you guys wear everything like three sizes too small. So I know it's, it's gone like, all it's, the way the like, other way. It, it's it's <laughs> evened out. It's there so was weird, baggy but... to I don't need to see your fucking balls. Yeah, yeah we're almost yeah, back exactly. to the Larry Bird shorts. So, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's insane. It's insane the waves it goes. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, oh, man, the minute the minute they first introduced me in the dock, I was just thinking to myself, oh, man, this is bad. <laughs> Dude, they portrayed you as the fucking douche nozzle fucking like what's up hold on fucking hey what's up you just run i'm like oh man this guy's got better creds than that but they're making him out like he's a 17 year old fucking nobody fuck you i'm doing okay well no that wasn't the documentary that was the the uh the commissioner that's what he was yeah that guy it was it was so it was so funny it's so funny like you said to look back it's just uh you know it's it's crazy how well, old are you that, now? Thirty-five. 
Yeah, 35. Yep. Yeah, dude. So 17, 17, right? When dad gave it to you to now? Yeah. Like there's some shit, right? How's that? How's that time? Like, how's that been? Yeah, I mean, it's half a lifetime ago for me. You know what I mean? It's it's literally like it's like I'm born, the trashers is the midpoint, and now it's where I'm at now. It's crazy. And um, you know, it was look, I mean, um, I would say when my when my when we lost a team in 06 for a good five, six years, it, it was rough. You know, it was rough on a personal level. It was rough sure. a lot of a lot of dip, you know. You know, I had to finish my last two years of college. You know, there's a lot of stuff going on. And, uh, you know, you you get kind of a normal job and, you know, you just and then, you know, I kind of I kind of um, 2011 kind of in a weird way, got myself involved with professional boxing, which is just insane as it is. Right. And um, that's kind of been that's kind of been the majority of my life since then, you know, and Good. I've been in boxing now 10 and a half years. So it's like. um you know, it's just everything I've ever done in my life, I, believe it or not, I've, I've never really been prepared for. It's just kind of like I just find myself in deep water somehow and you just either you sink or swim, you know, you figure a way. So where did this thing go to the next level? Was it the Drake thing when they when he got the jersey? Like, where did the trashers become this like new thing? Boom, off it went. Well, that's you know, it's funny. I was talking about this the other day. It, it makes me wonder because, you know, the documentary came out on Tuesday, August 31st. I spoke with Drake literally the very next day. And within three, four days, he posted a picture with the jersey. So he's got some, he's got some followers. Yeah. Yeah. So, my point, you know, my point, my point is, I don't know if it's the documentary that's blown this thing up. I, it was it. Was it? the drake thing or was it a combination of both i think we just hit a perfect storm and um it's been just it's been nutty ever since you know it, it really has define well, nutty think, define I, nutty I think, well i i think that it's what you what you were saying earlier was it's a it's so it's such a genuine story like you said the documentary covered right. it pretty well and i think it's it's um people can relate to it you're the you're the underdog. So like we were saying, you're 17. Even the commissioner thinks you you know you're. He said his words. You're a punk. This is not going to yes. go anywhere. This is some kid's dad buying him a hockey team. This is going to be a mess. And you built a winning team. I mean, you 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 somehow balanced that chemistry between, you know the 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 enforcer thing and an actual skill. And you were somehow able, you and, and your crew were somehow able to get those guys to work together, to be a decent team. I think that's like the story people want to see. They want to see like, you know, these guys take, take something that's people thought was going to fail and you yeah. ended up going to the finals, you know, yeah. you ended up being a, being a great team. And I, I think that Drake brought attention to that. But I yeah. think the story, because when I watched, Josh told me about this and I watched it. I'm like, this can't be real. This has to be some kind of like German art, art project. I thought it was, it. I thought it was fake. Yeah. I, yeah. It's, until it's I, I watched it twice and I'm like, this is real. Yeah. I still get people. I still get people that, um, which I think is the best compliment in the world. There's still people to this day that think the whole thing is made up. Like right. as if we never had a team, there was no icery, nothing. And um, you know what? I think it's great because it just adds to the legend of the whole thing. Um, 
you know, even back then, I mean, you know, back then, I mean, back then, I sound like I'm 80, but, you know. (laughs) (laughs) It's like you've lived 80 years already. I've been 10 years away. (laughs) Yeah. No, but, you know, I I think what's so cool about the Trasher story, so many people would say to me, oh, could you imagine the Trashers nowadays with social media? And I said it wouldn't be the same because people's attention span right now are so quick that, you would you would do we would do something crazy you'd be hot for about a week and then that's it people move on what we were doing back then was so authentic we weren't trying i mean viral wasn't even a thing like we didn't know i mean we were we weren't looking to be famous or any we just were literally (laughs) trying to build something top of mind top of mind is different from viral right yeah top of mind viral yeah so it's one of those things where I think the staying power with this story, which I can't believe the story is still relevant today, but I think it's people really realize how authentic it is and, and they feel it, like you said. And, um, you know, it's, it's, I, I believe it's become more than just a hockey story too. I think people kind of relate to like that underdog mentality and, um, you know, it's, it's, there's so many layers to the story. There really is. And, you know, the characters, too, it's like you couldn't write these characters any no. better. I mean, you and, you know, my favorite is um, is uh, Tommy uh, uh, T-Bone Pompasano. Yeah, yeah, oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> okay, that guy, it's like, it. seriously, I. that's what made me, he was the guy that made me think this was some kind of, like, mockumentary. Like, they were yeah. just making this up. Because right. you can't that make up. That, that couldn't be more him. That's the funny thing is I was talking to him the other day. I mean, he's, he lives, he still lives around, you know, he's like 20 minutes away, but I talked to him like a week. I mean, that's, that's literally him. I mean, I'm telling you, that's not, that wasn't for Netflix. That wasn't for the camera. That was like from the day I met him as like an 11 year old to now. That's just, that's that's just him. When you met him and he was putting you through the glass. Yes, exactly. (laughs) And the funniest thing is that he just admitted, he's like, yeah, I was coked out of my mind. I just... (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Oh Middle school God. kids coked out of my mind. But that's yeah. what makes that that's what makes a good story. And 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 it's so hard to differentiate like good stories and made-up documentaries. And yeah. it, as you watch these documentaries these days, you know there are so many producers behind the MTV world and all the shit. And you, you kind of watch and go, this is fucking bullshit. Yeah. The yeah. more that I dude, trust me, I watched your show twice before I did this show. And I'm like, this shit ain't made up. <laughs> this guy, this guy's dad's doing some shit and the thing and the stuff and the thing. I'm like, unless I'm a complete fool, this shit is legit. And boom, here goes AJ. Like it's, yeah, but it's I mean, hard, but it's hard to determine. Yeah, it, no, it, it really is. I mean, even like, even like today, like I mean, you'll go on Instagram sometimes and you see all everything's these- fake. You, you see these videos, they're trying to be funny and you and they're trying to pass it off as real. And I'm you same thing. It's just it's all it's so fake, like you said. And um, you know, you have really so not- many producers that have yeah. gone from the world of we're a bit older than you are. So you go from like producing a sitcom, right? To going, okay, now a reality show. Oh yeah. shit, we have everyone's attention, whether it be Survivor or some fucking bullshit on you know MTV. And, yeah. and you just don't quite fucking know because there's that much yeah. time spent getting you to pay attention and getting you to react. Yeah, it's true. And, uh, you know, 
And I questioned your show when I watched it. I'm like, what the fuck is this guy? What the fuck is no, this? It, it's true. And, and even to this day, I mean, you know, I'm telling you, there's still people that are like, there's no way. There's no way right. this can be. I think it's great. I think, um, you know, I just, when you can, you know, it can't all be positive. You know, if, if you get a mix of, it's got to have some negative, you know, not every, we're not going to be everyone's cup of tea. And that's a good thing. No. You know, no. you can't, if everyone likes you, that's not good. So no. it's good that there's still people to this day that, you know, think like, no, nah, this can't be, uh, this can't be real. It's, it's so crazy. Yeah. But who are these people that don't think it's real? Is it Alex Jones? I mean, like why it, you have video footage. <laughs> I, I know, I no, but, some, you, but you I, never know because, because of the way the video can yeah. be done these days, literally that's the fucked up part, Josh, you know that yeah. the way you can produce things to make it look grainy from 1970. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm just saying the way a fucking producer can say, huh, we have your attention. Let's let's go back to 1962. Grainy, Susie was running around the pool. This one, that one. Kind of like and how you you're not to... really at a golf course right now. Yeah. I actually am. Hold on. Quick, it's quick a green plug. screen. Quick plug. Stonebridge Country Club in Goffstown, New Hampshire, allowed for this. God bless them. <laughs> None of us so do wait. ball golf. So yeah, yeah. ball golf. I don't even know. Let me do this. Let, let me do this, AJ. Let me do this. Ready? Section 102, go. You know, the biggest thing I hate about sports and sports team is when they try to act like the fans are really part of the team. You know, like, oh, they're the they're the sixth man on the court for us and all this other stuff. You know, they these guys and girls were literally part of the team. And, and right. Section 102. Yeah, 100%. And, um, you know, a story that really wasn't told on the um, – on the dock, and, and the reason I say that they literally were part of the team is our first year we end up going to the playoffs, and um, the first round we're playing Adirondack, who was like our fiercest arch rivals, and right. they had um, they had home ice advantage. So the first game, you know, the first two games up there, the first game we win, the second game we end up going into triple overtime, and uh, a bunch, maybe about fifty of them from Section One Hundred and Two, drove up like three and a half hours to watch the game. And so they um, they, they would travel to different games. Yeah, yeah. So these guys, Jesus fuck, and uh, you know they travel like three and a half hours. It was a Saturday night, and it goes into triple overtime. And you know, there's nothing like playoff hockey. These guys are like spent. Right. You know, going into like the second overtime, these guys, you know, guys were having to get IVs. It, they were, they were shot. So going into right. the third overtime, we literally ran, like guys were drenched. Their undershirts were just like sopping wet. And um, there were guys that literally came down from the stands um, in section one, you know, our section 102 guys, they literally came down and literally took their dry shirts off their backs and right. gave it to our guys to wear under their jerseys for like a dry shirt. You know what I That's mean? That's fucking awesome. Wow. Now these guys, now these guys, trust me when I tell you, I love them, but they're not going to be Hanes models or anything like that. So <laughs> these guys were sitting up. These guys were sitting up. These guys end up going back into the stands, you know, bare ass, no shirt, nothing. And um, they don't give up, a fuck. Yeah, we ended up winning the game. I mean, how much is it attributed to a dry shirt? I don't know. But, I would say the dry shirt did it. Well, exactly. It makes it, it but if that, but that was they. They were on board where to the point where any advantage we could have, if it's a difference between 
our guys having a dry shirt at triple overtime and the other right. guys not. These guys literally took their shirts off their back for the team. Right. And um, that's why yeah. you, you cannot tell the story about this team with, without them. I, I, I think that you could probably do a whole other documentary on section 102. Oh my yeah. God. I mean, the entire, the, the podcast those, could be section yeah. 102. Who are those two? Who are those two? The people that they concentrated on that woman in the wheelchair that got yeah, the goalie Brenda, outfit. Brenda, yeah. Brenda and Greg. Yeah. I mean, you talk about just great people. I mean, Brenda, that, that woman's unfortunately had so many medical conditions. She's, she's been in a wheelchair, I think since high school, she said, and, um, her husband takes care of her. I mean, they just, they, they were diehards and, um, you know, they came to a game once and they just were hooked ever since they were just, they were just hooked with the team hooked with hockey and, um, just great, great people. I think one of the best things too, and, and you probably just, you obviously couldn't, I don't know if you can, maybe you can, I haven't tried. Maybe I should try it with the Worcester Railers over here, but the guy with the, the, the truck horn, that he would yeah. blow it while they were trying to have a team meeting and he would just <laughs> crank that horn exactly. in the back of the guy's heads. I I don't think you you probably get kicked out these days, but I don't know if yeah. I, I, I don't, you know, I mean, I don't, I mean, we're living in such a different world. Who knows what you could get away with that you could have back then. And uh, it's nuts. You know, we had a thing with section one two. We used to say, look, as long as you don't reach over the glass or strike a player, slap or player somebody the, in the face. Yeah. As long as you, as long as you don't, you know, as long as you don't cross that line, you know, do what you got to do. You know what I mean? And uh, that horn was so funny because that came like midway through the first season, that guy, I think he used to work on a fire truck. That was like off a fire oh, truck. It was long I, too. It was long. It was long. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. I'm almost positive. I'm almost positive that was off a fire truck. And oh uh, I remember the first time he did it, you know, no one knew what was coming. It, you know, it startled you. It was so loud. And um, <laughs> I mean, coaches, like, like, coaches, like coaches, seriously, like they, I saw a coach once throw his like whiteboard because it's like, there's no sense of even speaking because you can't hear a, you couldn't hear a word he was saying, you know what oh, I mean? Fuck. And, uh, you know, hey, any anything for any sort of advantage we could try to get, right? You gotta, you gotta, you gotta uh, exhaust all your options, really. And that was that was another thing about Pompasano, right? I mean, he he had he did some hijinks, and like he had been around. It's not like he was like some kind of noob equipment manager. I mean, he'd been around yeah. to a bunch of teams, and yeah. he, you know they they talked about the you know the the paper thin towels. He leaves six of them for the whole team. <laughs> hiding the goalie equipment, you know? I mean, those are the only things that they mentioned. I mean, did they, can you mention stuff that they didn't get to in the documentary? And that he did he, it all with a cigar did? in his hand. I know, all I'm with a cigar, sorry. right? The showers <laughs> had cold water. Sorry. Right, shutting the hot water off. Well, Is listen, there stuff you, that they didn't cover in the documentary that you could you could mention here? Or, or do oh, are you, I mean, do you know, listen, all allegedly, obviously, but I mean, I... <laughs> I, um, I love how your middle fucking name is J allegedly C. <laughs> sorry, AJ. Sorry, A allegedly J. There we go. But uh, no, I mean, listen, you know, again, I mean, I've heard of times where the visiting bench was cut in half, meaning, you know, 
only oh half the team could really sit. And what? then, you know, AJ, allegedly, allegedly, allegedly of course. I, I mean, these are just folk. This game has been shitting. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, listen. No, there was an I, opportunity. I'm sorry. We were doing construction that day. We just were. Yeah, I know. I mean, it, it happens sometimes. I mean, uh, you know, I mean, you'd, you'd hear of stories where the visiting hotel, the alarm gets pulled at like three in the morning. You oh, know, yeah. But that's any fucking team, too, yeah, by the way. So that's yeah. any team. Yeah. No, let's, yeah, let's so, cut the shit, AJ. So, I mean, so, I'd do think, that if I found out where the Montreal Canadiens were staying. You don't think I'm going to wander in there and pull the alarm? <laughs> <laughs> AJ, can, can, can you, here's a question. With your power and your clout and your, you know, experience, can you bring the Hartford Whalers back? You know, I, I don't Why know. Why the fuck you know, not? You're in Danbury, Connecticut. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you never know. I mean, it, it's so funny, like, it's so weird because Connecticut is so hard to do anything like, like any, like yes, most so of much, us hate driving through that fucked up state. Trust <laughs> me. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's so much potential in the state itself. It's just, no one wants to do anything. Like whenever I want to throw a boxing event, right. It, yep. It's um, everything's like jumping through hoops in this state. Oh, you know? God. And it's like, you're going to have to pray, you know, with the taxes, you have to price the tickets a thousand dollars a ticket just to break even almost. Hey, you know, your fucking uh, rent. You know, it's, it's, it's in, it really, Connecticut's funny because they always want, yeah, I don't know, man. It's just, they don't make it easy. Let's just put it that way. So can we do this? But, can we do this? We, here's what to help you. Let's use this podcast for anything that you want to promote, anything you want to do. We will be. I, I don't that know if that'll be. A, I don't know if that'll be hey, any kind hey, of help. Hey, 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 hey! Yeah. Stop. Yeah, he said he was on chiclets. Okay. <laughs> they went. <laughs> I'm just saying, AJ. Anything you want to do, we will help you promote. Cool. Well, I appreciate it. Hey, it all helps, man. It, you know what I mean? It, it, Can you use us as your central place for like any PR? <laughs> hey, we can figure something out for sure. Let, let's, let's have see, a meeting. Let's <laughs> so you know, Isaiah, Isaiah brings up you know bringing the whalers back and i'm sure i'm sure tons of people have asked you all is there any chance of bringing the trashers back right and and you and and you know first of all i don't think a team like that could exist now the games no. the games changed a lot that part of the well, game is becoming less and less unfortunately <laughs> You know, but obviously it's what people want to see. It's kind of like a NASCAR race. It's like people yeah. you can go and watch the race, but you really want to see the crashes. Yeah. Right. And, and so is there like, if someone made you an offer to, to bring it back or to manage or, or whatever, another team, would you do it? You know, I'll tell you, I've learned in life. You never say never. I mean, I would have never thought, 11 years ago i would get into boxing and being it for 10 and a half years it's crazy um look you know like you said i think um i think sports i think the world of sports is always like a reflection of society right so like i i feel like as a society we've gotten kind of soft and uh i think the game of hockey is so different you know it, it's i have mixed feelings on it because so, i mean i get asked daily bring the trashers back bah, bah, bah. The thing is, the Trashers, I feel like at this point, it, it represents something more than a team, right? It was almost like the way things were back then. You know what I mean? And it's like, right. it, it's so different now. Like, could you bring that team back? You'd sell a thousand jerseys, don't get me wrong, but would it would it ever live up to, 
I mean, you can't, you can't, it, it would be impossible almost. You know what I mean? And everyone uh, would have visors on. And... <laughs> yeah, it would be. <laughs> yeah, that's weird too. But, uh, you know, it's just, uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I have mixed feelings on it. I mean, there's some days where I'm like, yeah, if someone made an offer to bring them back, you know, fuck it, let's just do it. But there's part of me, right. there's part of me that says like, it's just, I just feel like we're setting it up for disappointment. You know what I mean? I just feel like people are not, I don't even know if hockey players are being groomed the way they were back then either. I don't know if, I mean, fighting at this point, I'm shocked is still in the game and it, it's going to be a sad day if they ever take it out. Cause I, well, what, I keep, what keeps you going? What keeps you going right now? Like there's a reason that you're doing all this, like you're talking to people and you're doing this whole media tour. Like what is keeping you going? Is there a, is there, what is it? You know, you know what it is? That's a great, you know, no one's ever asked me that, but that's a great question. I think what keeps me going is um, I really feel humbled by the whole thing because, you know, we, we, our team, you know, locally, especially, you know, we rose so fast, like a Phoenix and then we just blew. Right. And it was like, I felt like we did so much good for this community in, in two years. And, you know, we didn't have like a, a ceremonialist end, right? I mean, it just, there's no ways around it. I mean, it was, it was tough circumstances, how our team eventually blew up. And, uh, you know, it's kind of nice to see 16 years later, you know, a, a different attitude towards the team. You know what I mean? Cause, um, you know, after we lost the team, my father got into some legal stuff, obviously. I mean, it was, it was a lot more negative than positive and that's tough because for two seasons, I mean, we were trying to, you know, we were trying to build something special and, uh, you know, it's kind of nice to see the attitude kind of flip now, you know, a decade and a half later, which is crazy to think, but you know, it's a good question. I don't know why I'm doing all this. Maybe it's something that, um, who knows? I mean, I'm a firm believer in you, you don't reject people. I mean, I know when I first got into boxing, I would die for an interview because I was trying to introduce myself and kind of get myself in the door and I would get shut down a lot. So, I always feel like, look, why would I, you know, if someone's interested to take time out of their day to speak to me, who am I to say no? You know what I mean? I mean, uh, so I don't know. It's a, it's a good question. I, I don't really know. I don't really know how to exactly answer it. Well, I mean, it was a time in your life where the candle was burning at both ends and you were at an age where your hormones were still kicking in. You're seven, you're yeah. a teenager yeah. And you're running the most badass hockey team in the land that, you know, ESPN is on top of and everybody's, you know, you've got all this attention and stuff. So it's, it's a time, yeah. you know, it's like you said, it can't be all good and yeah. it definitely wasn't, but it was such an emotional time in your life. You got to look back and say, yeah, well, I, you know, I did this, you know, I created something that's going to be, yeah. that's going to go mean down in history. You know, yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's, it's like anything else when you, you know, years go by, you kind of, you know, take a, I mean, when I first watched the documentary, it was like, I was floating. It was like, I couldn't believe I was watching, you know, my home videos and it was insane, you know, and, uh, you know, I'm in my mid thirties now. So like looking back, I, I really, you know, I was talking to my mom like a few weeks ago and I'm like, mom, I can't believe how many people like, like this documentary. It's crazy, you know? Because to me, it was just our life, you know, it, it, but my mom said, AJ, you know, this isn't normal. Like this story is not, <laughs> you know, like my, my, my mom said, like, you know, my mom said, you know, we normalize so much stuff, but 
what what went on was not a normal story. And it, I don't know why it hit me differently than it would have, but I'm like, you know, it, it really is crazy. And I like go in the gym and I'm, I'm looking at like 17 year olds in my gym that I wouldn't even like put in charge of my bathroom. You know what I mean? And right, it's, just yeah. like, it, it's crazy. It is crazy. As I get older, the story like for myself gets, and, you know, in the past, it's always been like, Oh, what's the big deal? You know, but we just normalized it over here. But it, it's, as I get older, I really kind of learn to appreciate it more and, and, kind of understand where where people come from with with the interest and you know how unbelievable it was you know you're you're 17 and it's true how it all went down when you were made the the president and general manager so you you really didn't have a clue and it was somebody at your school who said hey you're in the paper (laughs) yeah yeah you you really did you go to your father and say hey what are you doing i can't do this this is a great, this is, this is great because uh, this wasn't in the doc. So, you know, it, it's, it's true. We were at dinner one night. It was a Sunday night. We're eating and he like kind of nonchalantly says, Hey, I'm just going to start a team in the fall. And uh, it's a pro team, minor league hockey. And you know, you're going to run the team. And my dad's a very serious individual, but he likes to joke. He likes to break balls. So I thought he was, I legitimately thought he was joking around <laughs> So to not give him the satisfaction, I started joking back. And I was like, yeah, sure, dad, I'll do it. No problem. Yeah, just let me know. Where, uh, where do I sign up, you know? <laughs> joking. And that's a true story. And, and he kind of just nods slowly. Okay, we go back to eating. And then just like the doc says, I'm in school like four or five days later. And I got teachers coming up to me like, oh, my God. Like, ba ba ba. And I, I go into the library. And, and like the doc, I mean, I'm. I'm like, what the hell? Like, you know, and um, the funny thing is I go home that night and my dad comes home. When I tell you, we, it was like, we were playing chicken. We didn't say anything to each other. It wasn't like, Oh, did you see the paper today? It was like, I was waiting for him to say something to me. And he was waiting. <laughs> so for you me weren't even say- like bringing it up. <laughs> no, we went home. That's how weird we are. I went home and we literally just, we ate dinner. It was quiet. It was like everyone knew the elephant was in the room. My mom didn't say anything. No one said a thing. I go up to bed that night and uh, I'm thinking to myself, this is crazy. And, uh, you know, like you said, I, you know, with your hormones, especially I'm starting to think like I'm starting to get overwhelmed. I'm like, oh, my God, I, I wasn't even out of high school yet. So I'm like, I got to graduate high school. Right. Yeah. I got to go to college in the fall. You know, you got a girlfriend. You think that's going to be the girl forever. So I'm like, how am I going to manage? You know, I got a girlfriend. I got some buddies. I got school and now this, and I was legitimately going to tell my dad, like, Hey, I, I, I want out, you know? And, and then I thought about it and I'm like, you know what, even though I thought it was under a joke, you know, under the pretenses of a, a joke, I said, I can't go back on my word. I told him I would do it. So it was like, literally like the next day, we just literally on a literally pen and paper, just started mapping things out. We didn't talk about it. We just literally went you to just work. Jumped into it. Just That's, jumped into it. Wow. Sink or swim. <laughs> That's it. And, and I, when I tell you, like, I wish I could say I was making it up. I mean, I, I'm telling you, that's how it went down. And it was so weird because, like, I thought about it like a few weeks ago. And I'm like, it's so crazy. We just got home and we didn't say anything to each other. It was just like, <laughs> that's, that, that, you know, and then you just started <laughs> doing it, right? Did you see Not the paper? Even like, hey, I hey, did. dad, what are you doing? You could have told me none of, none of that. None no. of that. Like, 
No, let's no. just say, okay, well, who are we going to get? Who are we going to get for defensemen? You just yeah, jumped right just into like, it like it that. Just, it just like, it just, just, you just start working. And it's like, that's how crazy and weird we were and still are. <laughs> but, you know, it was just, uh, it was nuts. It was, that's exactly how it went. You must have got so much resistance just simply because of who you were at your age. You must have, like, as you were putting the team to, like, agents. I can't even imagine you're 17 having to deal with any kind of sports agent. I know, right? No, I mean, uh, you know, that that's the thing, too. Like, I understand that I had a lot of opportunities most people didn't at that age, and you know, it's, you know, it was always like, oh, you know, the kid that got handed the keys to the Ferrari. But the reality was it was very difficult because one, it, it, it's twice as hard to gain respect, number one. And number two, like you said, I mean, no one wants to deal with you. I mean, everyone thinks you're a joke. Not right. to mention, not to mention, <laughs> I'm going around as a 17-year-old kid wearing throwback jerseys and stuff. And, and declaring we're going to be the bad boys of hockey we're going to be the evil empire you know we're talking all this shit before we even play a game and it definitely rubbed people it would rub me the wrong way it rubbed people the wrong way so it's kind of like we we were like ostracized you know and um that was fine because we didn't really want to mingle with anyone we just wanted to but it was tough it was it was tough but you know it's weird you just you know, sometimes you just put in positions and you, you find a way to get things done. Sometimes there's no meaning to it. Sometimes there's no explanation. It, it, it's like, you know, you, you hear those stories of like women who like lift a car to save their baby. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, sometimes you just randomly just figure a way to make it happen. You know, a door opens like and you go into it and you don't know why. Right. Nope, it's nope, it's kind of nope. like you, you burn the bridge behind you. You're like, we're going to be the evil empire. We're going to be the, you know, yeah. the bad boys of hockey and stuff. And you're just, I'm just going to go hundred percent and not even leave a way out for myself. It's do or but die it, at this point. And, yeah, you, and, you, mean, and you did it. <laughs> no, you know, to, to be honest with you, I mean, I'm not, I wasn't stupid. I knew, listen, the minute I knew we were going all in on this team, I knew that I would be a focal point of this storyline because of my age and everything else. And I knew I was going to get a ton of shit for he's spoiled. He's this, he's that. I knew that. And that's okay. I accepted it. So what I decided was, listen, you know, I was still to this day, a huge pro wrestling fan. And the reality is I decided we are going to make like a heel character, like a bad guy. And, you know, I look what you saw on the doc. That was me, but it was definitely amplified. I definitely like amped it up because I knew I was going to get shit anyway. So I'm like, I might as well have fun and be part of the spectacle because it just made people hate us that much more. And um, listen, I mean, we were the highest grossing visiting team, meaning when we, when we went to other, when we went to other places, they'd sell out or damn near close. And um you know, growing up in wrestling, I always liked the heels because there was just they just had a feel to them when they'd come to the ring. And that was what we created with this team. And and when when that black bus came into town, it was like, oh my God, these the bad guy. I mean, it was like, you know, those old westerns when they walk into the bar and everything stops. I mean, that's that was us. Well, that approach seems to be working for Logan Paul right or Jake Paul right now. I mean, he's <laughs> He's, he's just embracing that like go ahead 
hate Gene, me. Everybody, you know what it is, um, Josh? Everybody deep down wants to like the bad guy. But they're they're taught we're all taught growing up you're not supposed to like the bad guy, but there's something about the quote unquote bad guy that people are just drawn to. You you either want to watch them lose or watch them win, but you want to watch them. And uh that's what we we you you gotta embrace it. And uh, you know, and sometimes being a bad guy doesn't necessarily mean you're doing something illegal or something really bad. It's just you know, how many times do you hear a, a, an adjective when a sports, you know, I hear it all the time on when I'm watching basketball, like, oh, that's a bad man right there. You know, being a bad guy isn't necessarily like a bad guy. It's just being unapologetically you, you know what I mean? And, and doing what's necessary to get the job done sometimes. And uh, people really, I don't know, This we could go into a whole psychology course, but people <laughs> like it. Deep down, well, they yeah. like it. People like the bad guys because they're always more interesting and more fun. Yeah. Really. You know, and it's, and, you know, the, that's evident by if you look at any superhero movies, they make movies about the Joker, you know, they, they, I mean, yeah. right. Yeah. And it's always a more interesting story. But the point there is it's always more fun. And yes. you guys provided that. You provided a fun game. You know, you could you, you could talk like a hockey purist could go into your game and be like, oh, these guys are, they're, you know, they're not doing it the right way and whatever. Yeah, but you yeah, talk yeah. to someone who's like, like you were talking about the Brenda and, and her husband, right? Yeah. They were never really into hockey and they went to a listen, game but, and, and they got hooked and they were just like, this listen, is awesome. This is fun. Listen, listen, let me tell you something. At What I try to explain to people, too, is, you know, these minor league teams are usually in blue collar towns. Okay, Mm -hmm. and here's the reality. Let's pretend for argument's sake. An average fan comes to five games a month at 20 bucks a game for a ticket. That's one hundred dollars plus beverages, food, Mm -hmm. snacks, merchandise. Yeah, that's a bill for people. Okay, like if you look at your monthly expenses, okay. That's a bill. So if you're going to like if people are going to spend their hard earned money to come to your stuff, I mean, look, at the end of the day, it's all about winning. And I don't mm-hmm. think we would have been as successful if we weren't winning as right. well. But you got to give people what they want. And whether people want to pretend or not, that part of the sport is I mean, it what got me into hockey in the early 90s when I was a kid. I mean, it was different. It was um damn, mm-hmm. these guys can fight like, oh, damn, right. you can hit like you could check someone through the, you know, in business, it's like, what separates your podcast from this one? You, you have to find some sort of um, advantage. And yeah, you know, I understand with concussions and head injuries. I totally get that. And, and yes, it's about safety, but there is going to be a day I feel in my heart where the NHL outlaws fighting and it's going to be a sad day because um, they were always trying to do that too. And it's like, but a lot yeah, of the concussions don't even come from fighting. It comes from no, the things they, that happen because they're not afraid of getting punched in the face. Exactly. But it's the optics. You know what it is? It's like, yeah. it's 2021. Like, oh my God, two guys are fighting. Like we're living in a weird, <laughs> we're living in a weird yes. world right now. And it's like, I, I did a, um, I did a podcast a few weeks ago and I could tell, I could tell where it was going and it was a very, it was going to turn into a very politically correct podcast. Uh, And I was like, this is not for me. 
So you got to be very careful what you say. They'll they'll take the doc off Netflix if I say something wrong. You know right. what I mean? So, yeah. You can so say like, something like she, and then you're done. It's, <laughs> dude, it's a um, it's a very very odd world we're living in, but it is what it is. But I always just I don't know. It's just hockey. You know, it's such a beautiful game. It's a great game. Um, and and hopefully they see the big picture. Well, I think I don't know um, what happened to our golfer. I don't know what happened. Isaiah said it yeah, kicked him out. Maybe his tea time came up. I don't yeah, know. He's, he's, he's golfing. Speaking of blue collar, there are white collar guy is having trouble <laughs> logging back in. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, AJ, go, kind of going back to what you were saying about um, wrestling and stuff, um, the that birthday party you had where all those <laughs> wow. guys showed up, like that was insane. The like you're seeing, like the Rock was <laughs> the at your rock house was at your birthday party. <laughs> it's so crazy. It's like I feel like the birthday party in '97 has become the talk of the dock. I can't tell you how many people like I was at um I was at the gas station a few days ago, literally. And someone's like, yo, your birthday party was crazy. You know what I mean? It's like uh, it's so cra- it's so crazy because. um, You know, I remember so it was in 97, so I was turning 11 and it was like the day before because I knew my birthday, I think, fell on a Saturday. My birthday party was on the Saturday and I knew we were going to New Haven, Connecticut for a wrestling event. So I didn't know, though, until the night before my dad's like, hey, I got another surprise. You know, these guys are coming, blah, blah, blah. And again, I didn't believe them. And then they're walking just like you see in the dock. They literally start walking through the gate. And I'm like, what the hell? And um, and the way they were dressed was hilarious, too. I was like, their shirts are tucked in <laughs> yeah, fanny packs. Fanny packs. It, yeah. It's so it's 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 so funny. And it was really honestly they were all like mid-level guys at the time. They weren't yeah. really, they weren't there yet. So it's like so many people are like, oh my God, the rock. And it's like, he wasn't the rock. You know what I mean? He was, he was rocking. He was my still audition. just a little pebble. He was just. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it was like, he wasn't even the rock yet. It was, he was, that wasn't even his stage name. So it was like, it's crazy to like, every time I see him on TV, my mom and my mom is like infatuated with the whole situation. Every time The Rock is in one of his thousand movies, my mom will text me like, "Hey, he was in our backyard." I'm like, "Yeah, I know, man." You know what I mean? Like, I know. Like every movie, every movie she sees him in a commercial, she texts me that. Hey, I just saw The Rock on TV, and it's so funny because people think like I'm friends with them. Like so many people, are like, "Oh yeah, The Rock." I'm like, I don't know the man. I just met him for like an hour at my birthday party. You know? Have, have you heard from any of those guys since the Netflix thing has come out? You know, I I I know for a fact that Triple H, fat. You know, I haven't talked to him, but I know for a fact Triple H is aware of it. But I have no idea on The Rock. I mean, he's on a whole nother planet or stratosphere. I don't even right. know. Right. But maybe he's heard through the grapevine hey you're on some dock i mean whether he knows it or not i don't know but i do know for a fact triple h is aware which is pretty funny that's pretty awesome and so now you're oh go oh, ahead sorry, Josh. Go ahead. i'm sorry no, no, no I was, go ahead. My, my thing was stupid i was just gonna say it's a good day for a birthday august 14th right <laughs> yeah. it's good to have a fellow august 14th on the show so <laughs> oh that's your birthday yeah oh there you go that's great 
Who was at your 11th birthday party, Josh? <sighs> Isaiah. <laughs> he brought his golf shoes. Oh man! So you now you're 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 in boxing, and I know the, that you've you get champs, Jim. And you know, from watching the documentary, you're you're very proud of that fact because it was something that you started. This was like your thing, and um. So what what is what was it about boxing that got you into it? I know there was an element of that with the trashers, you know, with the fighting and stuff. But what was it where you said, hey, this is something I want to do. This is something I want to latch on to. It was literally just like the trashers. It was um, I wasn't even a boxing fan growing up. I mean, other than Mike Tyson, I couldn't tell you anything about boxing before 2011. And um, it, it's weird. I ended up it's such a long story, but I'll sum it up. I ended up doing a favor for someone and um, long story short, I ended up interacting with um, an old heavyweight boxer that, you know, lives in Danbury and I never met him before in my life. I have no idea who he is. And uh, don't ask me how within two days, next thing I know it, I was managing a fighter. He was training. I can't even tell you how it started, but that's literally how it happened that's just like the team like all of a sudden you're man you're general manager of a hockey you don't team. really pick your jobs huh they pick you <laughs> i have not you know you talk about walking you know i don't know which one of you said walking into a door don't know why my whole life is that i don't know where i wake up with zero plan and i it's literally like i'm a i'm a i'm i i drive around i end up where i have to end up I don't know. By the time I go to bed at night, I'm like, I had no idea. At least one thing happens. I'm like, I had no idea this was going to happen today. Like, it's such a weird way to live, but it's so true. Like, I literally have winged the majority of stuff in my life. And I end up in situations. I have no idea how I literally I met the guy. Within five days, I was managing a boxer and I was meeting with a high level boxing promoter. And it was like out of nowhere. And it was just like. Here we are, 10 and a half years later, I'm still doing it. And uh, I still don't even know if I totally like boxing. I mean, it's whatever. <laughs> 10 years, you haven't figured out yet. <laughs> I don't even know if I really like the sport itself. I just, it it it, it provides me with something that burns inside of me. It's and, an outlet. Um, it, it really is. And I've, I've been able to situate myself pretty good and, and I'm doing things and, but, you know, if tomorrow, I mean, who knows? In a year from now, I could be running a circus and I'd have no idea. I'd be on an elephant or something. I, I don't know. Everything is so weird in my life. It really is. I mean, that's that's kind of how I've been living my life, too. Like I somebody asked me the other day, they're like, so how'd you end up on the radio? I was like, actually, I don't know. I, I have <laughs> I wasn't trying. I just kind of ended up. <laughs> no, it, it's listen, if you really do a deep dive, it's it's sometimes you don't even know how. It's like some people go to law school to be a lawyer. You're a lawyer, you know, but I've never like I've never been prepared for anything I've ever done. And to this day, it's just the weirdest thing. There's no roadmap for all of this. No. Right. Yeah. There's no formula. Yeah. No, there's, yeah. no, there's definitely. Um, and for anyone who's listening, I don't suggest that route in life. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's you know, it's I, very uh, it, it'll bring know, your anxiety out. <laughs> No, I mean, I mean, I'm running on C4 energy drinks like all day long. So I don't know how. I mean, I definitely suggest having something stable, um, but I, I don't know. I don't know. 
how we got here. You know what I mean? But we're, we're here. <laughs> well, you were you were doing something stable for a little while, right? In the dock, you were driving an oil truck. You had kind of like a nine to five, right? And you were just kind of, you know, living a quiet life, which I can see yeah. what, how that would be appealing after after managing this team where yeah. it was like just going a million miles an hour every yeah. single day. Like you described in the doc, 24 hours a day, 365 you know, days a year. Yeah. And so for a while you did take that little, that little kind of respite from, yeah, from this thing. So the, there's something in you that obviously I think that you need, you need that feeling of, of winging it. Maybe it, that's you know, something that, you know, it's like an, not exactly an adrenaline thing, yeah. but it's, you know, I don't, you know, Mike, I don't know. I've tried to self, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I, I try to like, Hey, I've done self therapy. Like, I'm like, why do I find myself in these positions? I don't know. There's obviously, like you said, I don't know if it's just the need for competition. I don't know if it's a need for, um, trying to make history, I think, you know, cause in a way we did make, you know, before the Netflix, we, we made some sort of history. We were the first professional team here. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know. They, I don't. I don't know exactly why I find my. And I've tried to like deep dive into my brain, which is a scary place. And um, dude, I, I don't know. I don't know why. Like you said, like why? I don't know if I was made for a quote unquote simple life. And, and um, you know, I, I yearn for that in a weird way. But then when I have it, you want the yeah, you, crazy. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm, I'm definitely, um, you know, I'm definitely, a, uh, you know, if anyone's listening out there, that's a deep dive psychologist. If you got free lessons, let me know, because I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why, you know, I've always, um, you know, I've been drawn to the fire. I don't know why. And uh, sometimes it'll burn you. So I don't yeah. know, but I, do you I think do it's try. kind of like a, like you don't do well with like a, a structured type thing. Like I, I've I've been asking myself the same question. Yeah. I'm like, why am I the way I am? It drives my wife nuts too, because she's all about yeah. lists and structure and stuff. I'll just walk yeah. into the grocery store and I'll just I'll be like, I don't know what I'm buying, but we'll see what happens. But <laughs> no, it, it's 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 like it's like I always find myself making it on time by a minute, right? It's like I'll be ready to go, have an hour to spare. And somehow I'll make where I got to make, I'll make it on time by the skin of my ass. And I don't know why, why do I do that? Is it an adrenaline thing? I don't know. And your tank's you know, on I, empty and you're like, do I have time to stop again? <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like, it's like, all right, I'm going on a two hour road trip. I got to piss. Let me take a piss now. Or do I just wing it and let's see, let's make it interesting. You know what I mean? I don't know. I'm messed up, dude. This whole thing's turning on me. Today. I got problems, Maybe it has bro. something to do with the August 14th thing, because your brain Maybe. sounds a lot like mine. Maybe. You know, Maybe. you know what? You know what, AJ? One thing people can't say is that you're boring. That's for sure. Oh, definitely All right? not. No one is ever going to say that AJ was boring. You well, know, so that's that's I a good you, thing. I don't. I don't know if 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 you had a camera on me 24/7. Listen, I don't. I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't do anything. Maybe that's part of you know me living this little straight edge life. This anxiety. Maybe I like that's that's your drug. Yeah. This whole this whole interview is really making me freak out a little bit. I'm messed oh, up. Geez, sorry. <laughs> then don't I listen to it. our no, last my... episode. <laughs> no, no, I like it. I, I needed I needed this. This is this. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna have to check myself in somewhere. I mean, I'm telling you, 
maybe that's my drug because I don't, dude. I mean, I don't, I don't know, man. It's it's uh, yeah. but it's uh, it's interesting. I'm definitely I'm I'm an interesting bird. I'll give you that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, you've had an interesting life, like you said. To you, <laughs> is, is normal to you, but like your mother said, this is not normal. And I'm you know yeah. in a good way. You know, it's like you, it's you've had an exciting life, and the way you're talking now, I feel like. Uh, in about a year, we're going to be talking to you again, and you're going to be a certified psychiatrist. Yeah, <laughs> I bet that's going to be your new thing. It's like, well, I got out of I boxing because love- after I talked to you guys, I just started <laughs> getting into my brain, and then I went to and got my psychology degree, and now I'm I helping love- people. Listen, and- I, listen, I think I would be great at that profession if I didn't have to take like 20 years of school. I think I could do it. <laughs> I, I think it's good. <laughs> I think you've lived enough life where you can't, you don't have to go to school. At there that should point. be like some credit, right? Like right, there should yeah. be like some like uh, uh internship type credit, right? Yeah, yeah. Life credit. You just, yeah. just <laughs> mail me the degree. <laughs> yes. Well, <laughs> well, AJ, I really appreciate your time, man. I know like everybody wants to talk to you about the doc and the documentary is so good. Like I said, when I first watched it, I'm like, this can't be real. You can't <laughs> write characters like this, you know, and it's just amazing. So Congratulations on that. I'm glad you you and your dad decided to actually do it, you know, and make yeah, that decision. It's crazy. I know it's crazy. It's crazy because we were really thinking about turning it down. So it's it's just it's weird to think, you know. But, and now the yeah. trashers are back. <laughs> well, it's crazy. Well, is there well, any talk like of like an alumni game or something? Oh yeah. Do you guys do that? There, there's a, listen, check in with me in about a month. There's some things possibly cooking and uh, we'll, we'll see. Oh, I, that I means it's in the works right now. I, <laughs> I, I won't say there's, there's something brewing. We'll put it that way, but I don't want to, I can't say too much because uh, it's gotta be, so, we gotta dot right. some I's and stuff and cross some T's, but definitely reach out in like a few weeks and I should well, be able to You'll say be fighting Jake Paul then too. So <laughs> <laughs> well that would be awesome and don't forget like i live right up here in worcester we got the worcester railers you know and me oh, and you're, can... in Wor- you're in worcester oh yeah man yeah you guys, a lot of good, I, one of my best friends in boxing is a promoter out of worcester um uh the rivera the jose rivera the ex the ex um champ he was a i think welterweight or superman but there's a lot of good boxers up in worcester i'm we're oh, yeah. up there a lot a lot of a lot of amateurs and uh they got they got some good they got some good fighters up there. Yeah. Well, you if if you've got an event or you've got a boxer coming up here, let us know, man, and we'll promote it and we'll you know, we'll come yeah, out 100%. and see you guys. And also Shoe's yeah. got a morning show too, so you can double yeah, dip there. You know, I do the mornings at uh, 100 FM the Pike here in Worcester, you know, we can, you know, if you guys want you want to bring your uh, you know, whoever you're you have in the fight, you want to bring them up to the studio or something, get them on the air, talk about the event. That'd be fantastic, no, 100%, man. 100%. I really appreciate that. Yeah. Well, this is great, man. We really appreciate your time. Great. The documentary is great. I hope everybody, even non-hockey fans should watch this because you can't deny a good story. And this is a really great story. No, I I agree. I agree. It's one of those things where hockey could be hit or miss with people, but definitely the people that I know that aren't even hockey fans have been like, you know, they they just seem to really take to it. So I, I really appreciate the support. And now Drake's involved. So now Drake's, yeah. <laughs> oh, hey, before you go, so I I don't want to make more work for you, but say I wanted to get a jersey or a t-shirt or something. Where do I do do I go online to get something just, like just, that? Well, you you guys, you know, you, there's unfortunately life, there's certain people that got special privileges. So you guys email me what you want. But if people want something, uh dbtrashers.com. Okay. Or we just did a collaboration with Barstool Sports. Oh, nice. Um, if you, 
if you go on the bar barstool sports uh, i think it's barstoolsports.com if you search danbury trashers we did a um we did a collaboration with uh spitting chiclets with uh two hoodies and a t-shirt or something like that so oh wow uh, i know a bunch of people have been um been ordering from there so it's it, it's been really cool to partner with them nice so That's the awesome. trashes are your full-time job again <laughs> it, it's like running a, a pro shop with no games coming up it's insane no, yeah you don't even have a team and you're in the pro shops going strong man it, it's it's like i said if you would have told me a year ago it was going to be like this i'd be like no way but who knows yeah. Well, that's great, AJ. Thank you so much, man. And good luck. Yeah, hopefully thank you. We'll, we'll, hopefully we'll talk again soon and, and hopefully maybe we'll see some kind of, uh, you know, alumni game, maybe. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> have, have Check in in a few weeks. Okay. Awesome, man. All thank right, you so fellas, much. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks, AJ. Thanks, All AJ. Right, Appreciate thank it, you. man.